Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. Now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Monday morning with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Cap plan to talk about, including Jesse Rogers from the desert coming up at 835 with the latest on the Cubs and Sox and anything else, Major League Baseball. But first, we start here because it, well, all this conversation about Caleb Williams and how Caleb Williams could be drafted by the Chicago Bears with the number one pick, we have to think about there's also in our city already a number one pick that's already in a Chicago uniform, and that's Connor Bedard of the Chicago Blackhawks. What about him? Yeah, I got to be honest with you, Hoodie. I watched some hockey this weekend. I was mm-hmm. going to watch a train wreck of a NBA All-Star game. Uh, but watching all of that and seeing Connor Bedard in a Blackhawks uniform, what a dumb decision to draft that guy. Uh, what do you mean? They should have traded the generational prospect for a haul and build the roster around Philip Kurashev and whoever else, uh-huh. Soderblom and Peter Morazic. Yeah. Not. Let me just tell you something right now. Yeah. I'm watching that kid with the birdcage around his face because of the jaw. Yes. He's got the big birdcage on to protect him. He gets an assist the first game back. There's a buzz. There's excitement in the building. He gets a goal in the win over the Ottawa Senators. And I said to my son, dumb decision to draft him. Dad, I love Connor Bedard, says Brett. Mm-hmm. No. We absolutely, we should have just <laughs> built around a bunch of guys. Nobody knows who they are. Lucas Reichel and whoever else is on the roster. Seth Jones is on the roster. Right. Eh? Yeah. And the hell with taking the generational prospect. Dro- drop down and build it for the hall of prospects and picks. Stop yourself. I'm more convinced than ever this morning. You better get your number 13 jerseys if that's the number he chooses to wear. Because Caleb Williams is coming. So you're, That's my opinion. So you're saying that, hey, look at the Blackhawks. And, of course, because of this young man, there's no question that Bedard is the apple of everyone's eye. As he was being drafted, people thought, oh, my God, the Blackhawks are going to set their generation, you know, their generational talent up, and they're going to set their franchise up for the next decade plus. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be like, "Wow, you're gonna get this guy. This guy will be the tip of the spear to be able to remodel and reshape and reform this Blackhawks franchise." And so people thought, "Well, I wish that was me 
I mean, my hockey friends were like, well, you guys have someone that's going to be really special. He's a kid now, but he's going to be really special. We talk, we've been through Taves and Kane. We've been through the championship years. But imagine him. Now, imagine the day that the NHL draft happens and the Blackhawks get rid of that kid. And they say, no, we're going to trade him for a lot of different veterans, a bunch of scrap heap veterans. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine what the outcry right. would be? If Gary Bettman had come to the podium and said, Chicago Blackhawks are on the clock and we have a trade. Chicago has traded the number one pick to the Minnesota Wild for their 11th pick, their 2025, 2026 number one picks, and two good veterans. What are you, stupid out there? Right. You crazy? You take the best of the best. You take the star. Yep. And if they evaluate Caleb Williams like many in the NFL, are, I'm not talking about players. I'm not talking about Rex Ryan sitting on the set who hasn't watched Caleb Williams play. I'm talking about like the guys that do this for a living. They break down every prospect. They do all the homework. If they say, that's the dude, you run to the podium right now. You start running to Detroit. Yeah, I'm high. I'm with the Chicago Bears. I'm the equipment manager, Tony Medlin. I'm getting the honor to hand the pick in. Yeah, I'm here. Here for what? The draft. Draft isn't until April 25th, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'm waiting. I've got the card. It says Caleb Williams on it. Kaleeb. You do not move that kid if your homework tells you he's the guy. Yes. The Connor Bedard uh, parallel is interesting because I know the people are listening. It's like, well, this guy is just a, a baby, Connor Bedard, versus Caleb Williams, who's been in, in college. It's, not, it's the same thing. Because we're talking about difference-making talent on the level that they played in. Right. So, and so that's why it's, it's the same when you say that. It, the excitement level will be off the charts on draft night. Chicago Bears select Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC. And they start showing all those highlights. And you hear whoever it is, Kuyper or this one or that one going, Okay, he's the best prospect I've evaluated in more than a decade at that position. And this is a great moment for the Bears. If you out there are crying still and are upset because Justin's no longer here and he won't be, then you're not a Bears fan. And that's fine. You want to be a Justin Fields fan? Have at it. I'm a Bears fan. And if this lady walking by here right now in the Pink Nation hat, who's probably 65, if they had determined that she right. is the best person to be the quarterback, I'll disagree with their evaluation, but I'm cheering for her. Yeah. I'm a Bears fan. Ultimately, this is the thing that we have to be able to look at. You have to determine for you and your fandom, are you a Bears fan? Are you a Justin Fields fan? That's the question that is out there. And here's the reason why that's a question is because for those that look at Justin Fields, and I've said this many times, Cap, I understand the hue and cry from Bears fans saying, give Justin Fields a chance. I'm, sure, I'm surprised there's not even a hashtag on Twitter by this time. Give Justin Fields a chance. Feeling like if you just supply enough talent around him that Justin Fields and the light for him would be able to come on at some point. Cap, it doesn't work that way in the NFL today. You just don't have five to seven to nine years to try to develop someone that you think can be the guy. 
if there's question marks about a talent, I don't care if it's quarterback, wide receiver, I don't care if it's a defensive lineman, if you have questions about that person and you feel like this is the ceiling for this particular player, then you have to be able to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's based on your evaluation as a general manager. If you feel like the asset or the player that you have on your team cannot get to another level, then you have to be able to figure it out through the draft or free agency how to replace that player. And all the numbers speak to it. We saw it right before we came on the air. Cap and I were looking over our shoulders at the big TVs. And they were talking about, guess who? Justin Fields. Yeah, it's and the lead the story on ESPN nationally every day. And what were, they, what were they talking about? They went through the numbers of Justin Fields over the last two or three seasons and how he's in the 20s and a lot of the major categories that people look at for a quarterback Correct. in the 20s. Now, again, if he had the right infrastructure, the 20s wouldn't matter. Like, okay, you know what? He's not the best quarterback, but boy, that offense is churning. You know, they run the football well. Or boy, that defense is strong. So that masks some of the issues with Justin Fields. But that's not the case, though. See, that's the thing. Whatever you see from Justin Fields, nothing else can help Fields. Nothing else can help the team. Because ultimately, with him being in the 20s, if the defense was stout, if the, if the running game was great, if he was running for a bunch of touchdowns and had a good offensive line in front of him, then we'd say, you know what? He's kind of middle of the pack, but they're winning. But that's not the case with the Bears, and that's the problem. Yeah, the interesting thing is a few weeks ago when we had Albert Breer on for Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com. He'll be on tomorrow, by the way, at 835. Albert said the talk at the Senior Bowl was the offense was not Getze's fault. It was Fields. Did he not? He did say that, and I disagree with it, but go ahead. Do you know that? I was told yesterday when Luke Getze, he had multiple interviews in multiple cities. Mm-hmm. When he got the Raiders job, he has never, till he interviewed, ever met Antonio Pierce. But his recommendations that he got came back A+. Plus. People are like, dude, it was not his fault in Chicago. He got everything he could That's out fine. of Justin Fields. That's fine. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, they can have that opinion because they know that Luke Getze is... You know, in the system, he's what part of Green Bay. You saw what happened with the Chicago Bears. When you underachieve, it's on everybody. True. The idea Agreed. that you're just going to push Luke Getzey to the side and say, you know what? Poor Luke. Man, you went through the, the rigors of trying to be able to mold and shape and try to fix Justin Fields. Poor guy. Let's pick you up out of the mud and give you an offensive coordinator job. No, Cap. No. When you underachieve, it's on everybody. That's on Getzey. That's on Eberflus. That's on Fields. That's on the offensive line. And like, I, I know that it's snappy and easy to be able to say, poor Luke Getze. Not on you, bud. Hey, man, let's have a beer. It's on everybody when you're under chief. You, you don't just push a guy to the side and just say, that's on you, Fields. It's on everything when it doesn't work. Don't disagree, but the people that think it was Luke Getze's horrible, he had multiple teams with more than one interview with the same team. It wasn't like one team said, ah, we'll take a chance. New Orleans had two meetings with him. New England, that's two. Fine. And the Raiders ended up getting him. That's fine. So, it, 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 but That's fine. But it's just the, 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 the narrative or the thought is is that poor Luke Getze. Man, I tell you what, man. You're, I'm so, so glad you're out of that Chicago thing because Justin Fields sucks. No, no. When you underachieve, it's something that Luke Getze did not do. It's something that Justin Fields did not do. Yeah. It all works hand in hand when you suck you walk hand in hand in that suck 
That's exactly what it is. Everybody those, those, does. Those 20s in the, in the categories for Justin Fields offensively, that belongs to Luke Getze and Eberflus and everybody in the offensive side of the football. It does. It's on everybody. Now, here's the thing. Just like Luke Getze, Justin Fields will start again in this league. Agreed. If, it's not, if not with the Bears, then with someone. Because you always get a second who is or that? third chance in this league. Who is that who rides in and takes a shot at him? Is it the Steelers? I keep hearing that Tomlin thinks he can reach Russell Wilson and get them on the same page. So who is it that's willing to make a move? I think those are the, those are the teams to me. It is New England. It is the Steelers. It's Atlanta. Those teams that need a quarterback that feel like we're going to give them a second chance, this is what will happen. No way it's the Raiders. No way. Right? Uh, I've seen stranger things. I would imagine if it's Luke Getze, he's probably saying, yeah, we worked with uh, Justin. It didn't work. Our relationship was solid, but as far as our work relationship, probably not the right guy. Let's go with O'Connell. Right. (laughs) I'd be shocked if the Raiders trade for him. Shocked. I have Raiders fans, friends that keep texting me and asking me, so we don't want Justin Fields, right? I said, yeah, you take Justin Fields, just understand who the offensive coordinator is. I mean, I don't know what they're – they might be – they might get along personally, but professionally, it's underachieving. It's underwater. We saw it here. Maybe with a different uh, set of circumstances and a different offensive line, a different system, maybe it works between those two. I would think not. That would be low on the totem pole for me. Correct. Because but, if – if the narrative that Albert was telling us that people in the league believe it was more Justin than Luke, then why would you pair them together again? I would have them low on the list. Yeah. They would be Howard to win the NCAA championship. Correct. Uh, wow. That's really low. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was thinking more like Loyola. Morehead State. The old tricky uh, 413 matchup. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. It, not like a sixteen-one. No. No. With the eleven and eighteen team that happened to get hot and win their conference tournament in the MIAC. I'm talking about a team that oh, conference champ out of the eight. They're good, but we go to odds maker Shay Norling with more. Shay, are we going one sixteen? Are the odds for Luke Getze and Fields to come together is that as similar as uh, Maryland Baltimore County? Uh, winning yeah, the 16 right. against the one. Or what about, like, you know, Purdue last year? <laughs> oh, took the loss no. to the 16 seed. It's not a it's not a sure thing anymore that the one's going to be the 16. So it seems fair. Okay. Getsy had some nice things to say about Fields. Hmm. A lot of meaningful improvement. Hmm. Still in the mix. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, might, that might be the uh, the 5, what is it, the 5-10, uh, 5-12 matchup. The five twelve, right? Scary. Yeah, we scary. have a five twelve <laughs> matchup that goes for the twelve. Scary. Yeah. Scary. I, I would think the other teams that you mentioned though, Cap, I think that they would be in the lead for that. Atlanta desperately needs something. Atlanta, Pittsburgh. Who was the third one you said? New England. New England. I also heard Seattle potentially. Desperately they just need a spark offensively. Now they have Geno Smith and they just picked up his uh, guaranteed money that he got last week, so he's not going anywhere. But I guess you could bring Justin in to compete with him. Justin, we just need you to run with the football and also see those tight ends out there. I, we need to hit them. We need first downs. You don't need to throw a rainbow. Just give me first downs. Hit the sticks. Just be accurate, right? Fix yeah. your accuracy, yeah. and you're right there. Agreed. It's, he's, Cap, he's not that far away. He's not that far away. The vision has to be clearer for him. 
to be able to hit those first downs. You don't have to throw it a million miles. And we know he's got a, an arm to do that, but no one's asking you to do that. Just matriculate the ball down the field, run with the football when you can. You know, short passes set up the long pass. Like, like that's all. It, it should be colored by the numbers for him until he can get really comfortable in an offense. That's, that's the way I see it. We're going to find with, out. With a different team, you know. But a different team if it's not the Bears. But, yeah, I, I'm very disappointed that the Hawks would draft Connor Bedard. Why would you not <laughs> trade that pick for a haul? I'm sure there's a 29-year-old needing an opportunity in another city and we can get their picks. Could you do me a favor as we go to the phone lines? Could you do me a favor? Could you just text uh, Patty Boyle? Good time, Patty Boyle. Yeah. Sure, 716 should be up. Could you ask him, was there any conversation? About the Blackhawks trading that pick. I'll text them. Right I mean, now. just like one little inkling, like a hockey news or like an Emily Kaplan. Someone, like, did someone say, hey, did the Hawks ever entertain trading that pick? I'd love to know that. Like one source, Cap. Just one. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, so here's the question we want to ask. And let's open the phone line, Shay, and let's talk about this. So... Why were we willing to believe Connor Bedard was a generational talent, but less willing with Caleb Williams? Let's talk about that, because some of you have recoiled at the idea that Caleb Williams is generational talent. But many, when it came to the Blackhawks, oh, yeah, this, this teenager, generational talent. We've heard the same about both athletes, but why not Caleb Williams? Let's talk about that and more as we move forward on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Kevin J. Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Shay, Jay Moore, so Hoodie was timing me out in the hall before the show today. My wife and I were at this amazingly cool dinner last night at C- a Bar Siena. Mm-hmm. They have a Top Chef from the TV show Top Chef. He owns Bar Siena. He did a cooking class. Mm-hmm. And so it was our son and daughter-in-law, Alex and Maggie, Mindy and I. And this guy, um, Fabi- Fabio Viviani, gave a cooking class on chicken marsala. Dude, it was amazing. Anyway, we're sitting there. And I got up out of the chair. My wife's like, you think you could do that 17 times in 30 seconds? Why would I want to? And she pulls out her phone. There's an article in the New York Times that as you age, you need more than strength to age well. You need power. And if you're 60 or older, you should be able to get up to a standing position, sit back down, get up again. uh, 12 to 15 times in 30 seconds. Less than age 60, 17 times. I just, like, I just thought that was laughable. So here comes Hoodie. I'm out there getting water in my bottle, and here comes Hoodie. I go, do you have your phone? Yeah. Time me. I did 25 in 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't. that was not a contest for you at all. No. I, I said before, I, I said, you know, this is you just working out because it'd be easy to get in and out of the chair in 30 seconds. Yes. It's easy. I'm like, man, if you can't get up and down 12 to 15 times, you're over 60, you got some issues going. Yes. Now, listen, I tried it, you know, after you were done. You know, I sat there, got up one time, sat down, and fell asleep. So that's a that's But I woke you up and you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a problem. So yeah. it was super cool. So it's good test. It's in the New York Times. Everyone should take it. 312-332-3776, our phone number. It's so funny that we bring up because Bedard's back, and this is the parallel that we're making this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Why were we willing to believe that Connor Bedard was a generational talent? Because from Pat Boyle to all the experts in the National Hockey League, this is a, a can't miss. You've got to pick up this teenager. And it's just like, wait, from the juniors? Like, who is this guy? Connor Bedard. We're willing to believe that he was a generational talent, but less willing to believe that Caleb Williams is. It's funny how we analyze our football versus the NHL, as if people that listen to NHL commentary and expertise is like, well, these guys are from Halifax, Nova Scotia. These guys are here from the, the Maritimes, Cap. They know exactly what they're talking about. I guess if he's a generational talent, I guess he is. Wait a minute. As if we're more knowledgeable about, the, about college football than we are the NHL. Right. A lot of people are just pro fans, and they're just used to their pro guys. Their guy is Justin Fields. And that's just why people feel like, oh, my gosh, why are you getting rid of Justin Fields? I've got his jersey. He's a great guy, and he's on his way. He's an ascending player. Mm. You know, maybe from the Bears' standpoint, he's leveled off from their standpoint. It's also a unique opportunity that you have the number one pick. By the way, I texted Boyle. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. So as soon as he wakes up, he will. Um, but Connor Bedard, 18 years old. I went back through last night when we got home from the dinner and started looking on social media. There were all these people screenshotted that people are going at him going, you wanted to trade Connor Bedard. He's too small. He's 18. It's going to take forever. Dude, the guy's a monster already yes, in is. the NHL. Yes. And... If the Hawks had traded that star and we watched the next Sidney Crosby for the next 15 years and gone, we traded that dude for a haul of picks and whatever? Dumb. If if Poles does his evals mm-hmm. and he's gone underground, and that's the way it should be. Sure. You don't see him do an interview. Nothing. He's out there just quietly going about his business. If his evaluations tell him, Connor Bedard or Jaden Daniels or Drake May. That's the guy. You draft him and you move on. Thanks a lot, Justin. We wish you all the best. Period. Before we came on the air, we got a phone call from Mike in Plymouth, Indiana. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app? Love it. Mike is with us on Captain J. Hood. Mike, good morning. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? What's up, Mikey Mike? Oh, Cap. Jay Hood, big fan, man. Appreciate uh, you. I want to give a shout-out to my boys, Phil and Phil Otoshin and St. Marcel on the TKNL Network. There you go. Course. There you go. Our guys. All right. Huh? Jay Hood, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think this town is falling in love with the Hall. It's always about the Hall. Bowles made one great trade, had a lot of luck in that trade, by the way. Uh, to, get another, to get another number one pick overall. Luck is when opportunity I mean, meets preparation. That's right. I mean, no, you know, nobody saw Carolina going, you know, two and whatever they were. So, look, the tape don't lie. You, you, you watch what you watch. Everybody watches the tape, right? Everybody's a tape expert nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, I'm not a Justin Caleb guy. I'm a Chicago Bear fan. Thank That's you. That's what I am. And I want two things in my lifetime before I die. I'm an old man. I wanted to see a Chicago Cubs World Series. Check. Now I want to see a top-five quarterback who's the face of the NFL. Leading our team down the field, Super Bowls. That's what I want. Yeah, you want to and see the Super Bowl like we want to see the Super Bowl at least one more time before you check out, Mike. That's right. I want, I want two or three or four like we should have got in the 80s. That's what I want. Hey, Mike, is Scott Skiles still around Plymouth, Indiana? Isn't that his hometown? It is. That's his hometown, yeah. He played basketball here at Plymouth High School. Yeah, it's old Scotty Skiles. Does he still live there? I think he does. 
How I'm about that? From Michigan. I'm originally from Michigan City, Laporte, Indiana, so that's where I'm originally from. There you go. Mike, we appreciate Mike, the thanks, telephone man. call. Scott Skiles, when asked, how can Eddie Curry be a better rebounder? Scott Skiles said, jump. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. I loved covering Scott because I was back covering the Bulls beat a lot then. Yeah. Scott was awesome man to deal with. Joey in Lakeview on Cap and J Hood. Joey, good morning. Hey, Capirote. Bop, 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 bop. What's up, Joey? Watch out, fellas. Love it, guys. Love it. Hey, I was watching over the weekend a clip from the Pat McAfee show. It was regarding Jaden Daniels versus Caleb Williams. Now, we got to reset the clock on Justin. The money doesn't work. So we're going with the new guy here, right? Do you go with the guy who's more of a taller guy is what they were saying, closer to the 6'6 is what they were saying, or do you go with the dynamic playability that Caleb Williams has, kind of like Patrick Mahomes, the reason they were comparing the two and why Jaden Daniels might be a little bit higher it, on their list is because everybody's an all-star is what they said at the NFL level because you're getting the best and best each year. So it's a little harder to get around those edge rushers, linebackers, faster, D linemen, et cetera. You, you know what, Joey? On, think, so, hold on a second. So, yeah. so Shea has been evaluating all the quarterbacks here week by week. One of the quarterbacks already you've taken a look at is Jaden Daniels. Would you agree with that assessment that Joey said? Jane Daniels versus uh, Caleb Williams? Uh, no. I, I don't think I'd take Jaden Daniels in the top five. Like his The speed and athleticism are the reasons that he's being pumped as much as he is. Obviously, productivity, won the Heisman Trophy. Stats were absurd. Uh, but keep in mind, LSU did leave him in games to try to get him a Heisman Trophy, which is the right call by Brian Kelly. That can help with recruiting. It's a huge advantage if you can get a guy a Heisman but that the stats get a little inflated when they left him in the fourth quarter of blowouts. And from what I've watched, when he needed to make plays in structure, quick passes, do things like quick reads, not great. 6-4-2-10, by the way. Six, He's a good four, player. Like, yeah, solid. The athleticism's incredible. The speed, it's incredible. It's just... Man, the deep ball was great when he was 40-yard line or further from the end zone and his receivers had the room to just burn somebody, but mm-hmm. when you put him in the red zone, things got a lot tougher. Makes me nervous drafting that guy that high. Joey, we appreciate your telephone call. And uh, by the way, another week here. Uh, can you reveal who you're going to review this week? J.J. McCarthy. Ah, here we go. National Spo- champion. Spoiler alert. I'm actually a little more impressed than I expected to be. We'll get to that tomorrow. He's right. good, man. So Shay Will is evaluating all the quarterbacks as we get closer and closer to the draft. J.J. McCarthy, national champion, will be uh, on the firing squad tomorrow. How about that? So the good and bad of McCarthy coming up. Look forward to it. And can Sparty Boy in there keep his um, bias from showing through? I think so. I believe he will. I hope so. Yes, <laughs> I believe he will. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk to you about, again, looking at Connor Bedard and then looking at Caleb Williams. The yeah, analysis how, is how different. How could you not trade Connor Bedard for the Hall? <laughs> how are you that? not trading Bedard? How are you not doing that? Right. I mean, how, how, seriously, you could have got... 15 number ones and a bunch of 30-year-old guys. Right away, we're surrounding Philip Kurashev with a lot more talent. Damn. Bendard. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headline. Headline with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hours brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. 
Bears legend, Hall of Fame inductee Steve McMichael's family said he is recovering well after receiving a blood transfusion as a result of contracting MRSA over the weekend. He is at a suburban hospital. The Blackhawks picked up their first win in nine games over the weekend at Connor Bedard's return to the ice after a jaw fracture. Bedard tallied a goal and an assist in the 3-2 win over Ottawa. Can't believe we didn't trade him when we had the draft rights to get a haul of picks and players. The Bulls are off until Thursday during the NBA's All-Star break this weekend. The All-Star game last night saw a record 397 points with the East defeating the West 211 to 186. Damian Lillard named All-Star MVP at 39 in the game, including a half-court pull-up jumper. And Northwestern staved off a late rally from Mike Woodson in Indiana yesterday to win in Bloomington 76-72. They are now 18-8 and headed to the NCAA Tournament. Jay Moore. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you to go to the YouTube page youtube.com look for espn chicago you can watch all of our shows live and there is so much other content there make sure you hit that subscribe button and check out espn chicago on youtube sidebar may i approach brought to you by aiken law 3126 million for the great howard and can put that lawyer in your phone you never know when you're going to need him sign my ball we have breaking news liam Hendricks is back in baseball he has signed a two-year deal with the boston Red Sox. Wow. Stays a White Sox. Just changes color. There you go. Two years, $10 million guaranteed with additional performance bonuses. He is at Red Sox camp today. Good luck to him. Wow. Yep. There you go. You know, now there's a guy, not just um, a terrific player, terrific White Sox, but everything that he's gone through, Cap, people were with him every step of the way through what he's going through, cancer, the diagnosis, everything else. Tommy John on top of it. Spent time here at ESPN Chicago talking to us. And I hope the best for him. That's one of those guys that you just watch him until he's done with baseball because of the kind of person that he is. Yeah, great and a, and a, and a great As a White Sox fan, great moments that he brought yes. to the what my uh, favorite team. So all the best to him. Yep. He was a good man to deal with here, and we wish him all the best in Boston. Man. Yeah, now that's... That's gonna. I'm gonna take a little bit of a half step back with that news. We knew that was inevitable. That more than likely he was gonna go someplace else. Yes. And so now he's with the Red Sox. There you go. Well, two year deal. It's part Foster of, only with the hat. Tip. Part of the uh, uh, part of the rebuilding process for the White Sox. Names that you knew, no longer with the team. There you go. There you go. All right, Santos, your your turn. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. No, just just some random guy named Santos. Wow. Doesn't matter. <laughs> At this point, are you kidding me? Wow. You, you, oh, you thought I was talking about Gregory Santos? No, just find a Santos. Just find anyone. Sergio. Yeah, He's yeah. back. I, that's fine. <laughs> just, just somebody, right? As we uh, go back to the phone lines to talk to you, don't forget we got Shot or No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, Joe is in Plainfield. He's with us on Cap and Jay Hood. Joe, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? What's We're up, well? brother? Thanks for checking in. No, nah, I appreciate you guys. I listen to you streaming on the ESPN 1000 app because I don't get AM radio in my car, which is ridiculous. But anyway, wow. I digress. 
<laughs> wanted to uh, just make a quick comment as I jumped in. I was on the way to work. You, uh, Cap, as passionately as always, came on board and was like, why don't we trade Connor Bedard for a haul of picks? And, you know, I'm a huge, huge, huge hockey fan. And, and Hoodie, you and I have talked to him, a diehard White Sox fan, too. So uh, we've had some spirited debates about some things. But I just don't think it's a super, super fair You know comparison. I was being facetious, right? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I just, I just, I, I try to look at your analogies each morning, and I, and I know you probably sit there while you're working out and you jot some things down, either on your hand or on a post-it note, and like this is going to be what I'm going to talk about at the show. And I, I kind of put myself in your shoes, and I just don't understand why everyone, you know, it was weird because with Justin, I felt like we went through these wave of emotions, right, where everyone was down on him. He wasn't going to be the quarterback. He couldn't go through reads. He can't complete what we need. And then, like, this love fest came for Justin. And now everyone's like, oh, my God, well, we can't get rid of Justin because he's a great guy. He's a character guy. He's building. We haven't built around him. And the two big losses we had last year, that was because the defense folded. And if we had those wins, then we would have made the playoffs. And we get all of these things on and on and on. And and really, your guys' question, at least in my opinion, was, you know, what was the difference? Why would we talk about trading the quote-unquote generational talent in Caleb Williams, but we didn't talk about trading the generational talent in Connor Bedard? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the sport itself. And, and this is really, I, I'm sorry I'm being long-winded here, but this is where I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Because I don't believe that a single hockey player is going to be the magnitude that the quarterback of the Chicago Bears or a NFL franchise would be. And I believe to answer your question, that is the reason why people are saying this is a pick that can be traded because they don't put the total value in one pick in the NHL, be it a generational talent or not. So thank you very much for taking the call, guys. I hope you have an awesome day. You thank too, you, man. Have a great week, Joe. Hold on a second. Now, we've seen through the NHL draft, you know, difference makers, as soon as that person was drafted, it's like, there's the guy. There's plenty of examples of that, isn't it? Look, at when Alex Ovechkin went to Washington, yeah, that's the dude. When Patrick Kane came here, there's the dude. When Mario Lemieux went to Pittsburgh, when Sidney Crosby went to Pittsburgh, that's the guy right there. There was no chance the Blackhawks were passing up on a guy who, the first night, you remember this, we came in, the first thing we talked about was, the Hawks have sold a million and a half dollars in tickets in an hour and a half after the draft lottery. (laughs) Yes, that was the effect that he had. We love new and fresh, I think, as sports fans across the board, don't we? It's one thing to fall in love with the players that you already see on a regular basis. But the reason why sports is successful, just as just an entity, talking about any sport, is what's new and what's next. The reason why the NFL draft is, is uh, again, very popular and many people watch it is because they want to know what's next. It's one thing for us to talk ad nauseum about Patrick Mahomes and all the greats in the National Football League now. But ultimately, we want to say, okay, well, who's the next Patrick Mahomes? Who's next? 
You know, who's, who's going to be the next great quarterback, the next great running back, the next great wide receiver, a great defensive player? And then because, they see Stroud, and they're like, why can't we have one of those? But it goes round and round. You're right. That's what sports is about. It's, it's one, if, it, if sports was just about what we see on the professional level on a regular basis, I mean, that'd be one thing. But the reason why sports goes round and round is because we want to know who's next. When we get to the NBA draft and say, when Benyama, that's not a real thing. There's no way at 7-5 he can dribble the ball like a point. Oh, my God. He is dribbling the ball like a point guard. He's taking it to the basket. He can shoot threes. Oh, my God. That's what keeps sports interesting. Crazy. Because, because it's what's next. Did you watch him move in the skills contest? Like, we had people over at the house, but it was on in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's Wembenyama moving like that. He's seven foot five. When asked, Scary. Victor, who are your, you know, the guys that you have looked at over the years and say, you know, you want to pattern res- your game? What do you want to resemble your game after? And he's giving you Steph Curry. Like, it, it wasn't like Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that. It, was, it wasn't Rudy Gobert. Nothing like that. He's like, yeah, Steph Curry. LeBron in some ways. LeBron in some ways. Some ways. <laughs> You're 7'5". I mean, it wasn't like he couldn't give you like Kareem and Ralph Sampson. He couldn't give you those names. He it couldn't give you Ewing. Crazy to watch that kid move. Cause crazy. Because he's like 30 years removed from that, Cap. I mean, like, it's none of the modern centers that you and I remember, the, like the difference making centers. Like, it wasn't in those guys. Like, yeah, I kind of modern my, you know, pattern my game after, like, Steph. Steph. He's a guard. Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's that, and that's the mentality. My point is, like, that guy is one of one. It was crazy. Already, Cap, he's a rookie. He's not just some, you know, big stiff in there that could just fold like a tent. That's not Chuck Nevitt in there. No. Right? That's not Paul McKeskey. There, there's a guy there that can do multiple things, one through five, on the floor. That's what makes sports interesting. It was unbelievable to watch. <laughs> 312-332-ESPN, 332 is our phone number. More of your phone calls coming up. Don't forget, we got Shot or No Shot at 8 o'clock. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Also on Twitch. Welcome back to Captain J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that ESPN Chicago app, catch all the shows, listen live. But if you miss any of the shows, the podcasts are right there for you, right there on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. So we go back to the phone lines to talk to you. Don't forget, Shot or No Shot comes away at 8 o'clock. We talked to Jesse Rogers from the desert in 45 minutes on the Cubs and the White Sox. Los Angeles, California, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Cole on Cap and Jay Hood. Cole, good morning. Hey, good morning, uh, Cap, Jay Hood, uh, Shay, and uh, Jay Moore. I'm huge fans of you guys. Uh, thank you for having me on today. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you, time, sir. Uh, yeah, first time caller from Los, uh, from Chicago, but in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. I just uh, I wanted to comment on uh, the play caller, uh, uh, Getsy. Uh, I don't think that the marriage between Getsy and Fields worked out. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, it, Go ahead, Cole. Hello. Independent of each other, mm-hmm. it just means that I mean they, you know, Getsy needs a specific type of quarterback. And Fields needs a specific type of play caller. And I think of what Pat Mahomes was saying about um, Andy Reid and how he lets him be himself. I mean, that's, that can't be understated. So um, I believe Getty 
<clears throat> excuse me, I believe gets he will find success as a play caller, depending on who his next quarterback is. Um, he does have some strengths and weaknesses as a play caller, uh, just like Fields as a quarterback. So hopefully they both find, uh, you know, who they need to help their career further. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to say that it can't, it can't be understated how important the relationship between the play caller and the quarterback is. Uh, they got to be able to trust each other. Um, they got to, you know, they got to, be able to work well with each other. So there's, I just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah, there, there's, Thanks, no, buddy. there's no question about that. I mean, again, they can like one another, but ultimately it's about execution. Did you win or did you lose the day? That's what it comes down to. You know, Cap has documented many times while Getsy was here that Getsy and um, Justin Fields had a great relationship. That doesn't mean anything to me as the fan. What I care about is, are you winning? Are you getting better? That's what I care about. This is, we get so caught up here in the Midwest about feelings. That, that, feelings does not, uh, that doesn't bring the money home. What brings the money home is the opportunity for you to win. That's what, it, that's what I care about. If, if, listen, we've had many examples in our sports life, Cap, of a coach and a player or a manager and a player not being able to get along, but yet winning. Yankees come to mind. Reggie Jackson hated Billy Martin. He did. Yeah, they, they got along though, but they got along enough to win. What was the story about when we were kids in the nineties? Yep, the well. Oakland A's. They said they would take their twenty-five man roster. They take twenty-five cabs to get to the stadium. That's nobody. True. Nobody liked each other. How about Brady and Belichick? See that quote over the weekend. Tom Brady said the reason he left New England was because the relationship with Belichick was so bad. Yeah. And yet you still won with them. Yes, you, you had to look that bastard in the eye seven days a week. And yes, he was demanding because he wanted the most out of his team. But at some point, there's a breaking point. There's enough. I, life's too short. This thing's going in the wrong direction. I'm done. Yeah. Period. Yeah, Cap, it happens that way. Yes. But this, this whole thing of they're kumbaya and they're cool and everything, I'm sure they, they text each other. I'm sure they have a great relationship. But ultimately, on the field of play, it was underwhelming. Not good enough. Nobody needs anybody to be friends in professional sports. You got to have the same goal and you got to have the ability to get there. That's it. But when you spend as much time as you do at the facility, you see your position coach like Justin and Luke more than you see your own wife and kids. That's a fact. Justin's in there at 6 a.m., he's getting out of there at after treatment and film and everything. Let's call it 7 p.m. I mean, you come home, you go to bed. You don't spend a lot of time with your significant other during the football season. You better be able to get along and at least have some kind of a good working relationship. If you despise each other, eventually it's going to run its course. Listen, man, I come in here every day with you hating me, but yet we still try to make this thing work. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our you. telephone number. <laughs> Wow. Uh, one of the good ones, he said. <laughs> yes, we go back to the post. You guys are incredible, man. <laughs> That's a quote. Wow. Someone did tell me that on the way out, by the way. I told you that story. That someone that you that we know very well told me, just so you know, you're one of the good ones, and left. As we go to the phone lines and talk to you, we oh will sell off. I know who it is. <laughs> oh Not my. here. No, Holy here. cow. No. Not at ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Love listening to you, hoodie. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> I fight. You know what's funny? What do you mean by that? You know, I didn't take offense. I laughed <laughs> because I was still there and he was leaving. 
I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> As we go to the north side, Eddie is on ESPN 1000. Eddie, good morning. Eddie? Eddie! What, what the hell? When an Eddie from the north side isn't ready, boy. I know it's the Mondays, but my God. I hope he's okay. Just very no, Eddie. Hey, boys. Yeah, where is he? I wanted to talk to him. Hey, boys. It says, in the NFL, true generational talents weren't top picks. What does he mean by that? He told me that the be- the generational talents, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, they were way down. Nobody thought they were. And the guys that everybody thought were generational talents all sucked. You know, like Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. Just the worst takes. Just the worst takes. Honest to God. We really should be able to come together and figure out a worst takes of the year award. We should. For our callers, for our regular callers. I mean, Eddie is right there in the team photo. Is he there? Try him again. Hey, boys. Eddie. No, he's gone. No, that's fine. Sorry, Eddie. Here's a man who loves his football, Terrence in Hammond, Indiana, on Captain J. Hood. T, good morning. What's up, Terrence? What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I, I had, when I heard when he made the comparison, I had to call in because I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think the fear in the generational talent between a Bedard and a Caleb Williams is not the evaluation of talent. It can't be. It's the, it's the emotional damage that Bears fans have with their organization and quarterback play. I, I was telling Shay, it's, it's equivalent to that girl that won't leave a dude that keeps cheating on her because he's, quote-unquote, a good guy, and she believes he's going to change and he's going to do better this time. And it's just like, sometimes you got to know when is when you got to cut the strings from starting to relationships, whether that be in professional sports or in regular life. And it's like, I see a lot of beers, like I said, all of my family from Chicago. We, my family's from the Hunters yep. and from out west. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I see this every day. I'm looking on my timeline, and all I see is excuse after excuse. And it's just like, bro, like not saying that Justin Fields is a bad guy, but it's like sometimes you got to know when to cut that cord. Because I'm like, yeah, the people talk about, well, why can't we just keep him and try to get a quarterback late? And like I said, as a, as a Packers fan, I, it, it might sound crazy. I want y'all to be good. No, you don't. You don't get brownie points for beating up the kid in the wheelchair. Nobody wants to beat up on an Owen, you know, a Owen twelve team, an Owen fifteen team. Quite you an know, analogy. I like playing Detroit this year and being able to iron sharp, sharpen iron. Detroit whipped our butts in, in Green Bay earlier in the year. When we came back for Thanksgiving, we were ready and we were hungry. I want y'all to be good so we can have some actual competition. Don't nobody want to be watching these blowouts and uh, y'all be horrible. And I can't believe that Bears fans actually want to keep fields at like. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Dude showed you who he was. He's an okay quarterback at best. I can't believe I keep hearing people make all of these just, just excuses, man, and it's baffling to me. Terrence, like, Terrence, I don't get it. We appreciate you keeping it raw, but you can't use that that expression. The I mean, wheelchair. You, you, you can you, you can use it, but I don't I'm, know. I'm if just it. saying. Come on, I'm just saying, man. The last thirty years, Jesus. man. It's been. I don't. I don't. People. I don't. People think we get like joy out of like. You know, blowing down on y'all. It's, I like competition, me personally. I like competition. Yeah. In you, the last 30 years, it's, been, it's literally been, you know, beating up the kid in the wheelchair. With the all right, again. All right, that'll be fine. Wow. Thank you very much. And if you if you spend any time on Facebook, you'll notice that the kid in the wheelchair, he fights back. Seen that before. Yes. A couple on Facebook, like that guy's gotten stronger. He'll beat your ass sitting down. Correct. I've seen that. Correct. So the idea that... That person's helpless. Not the case. Absolutely not. Wow. 
And by the way, your biggest competition, Packer fan, Terrence, is the NFC. Trying to get over the hump. That's your biggest competition. I know we have shot or no shot coming up. Mm-hmm. I just was curious. Kansas played UIC in baseball this weekend. Three-game series. Who won the series? Uh, the Flames won the series. Take that, Zetterman! Oh, God. He's not going to be Better happy with that. Better get more NIL money in there in <laughs> Lawrence. Oh, boy. He's not going to be happy with that. Shot or no shot at two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood. Fire up flames.